Welcome to the Wedding Film Academy podcast, your go-to source for learning to create stunning wedding films and run a successful business. Here's your host, Lumix Luminary and wedding filmmaker, Jordan Bunch. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Wedding Film Academy podcast. My name is Taylor. You know me as your executive producer and the current guest host for the podcast. And today, I am sitting here with one of our fabulous team members, Nick, who has been on a few previous podcasts. And today, I really wanted to sit down with Nick and kind of talk about his journey through this whole career, how he kind of got started in weddings, how he's kind of developed with us, and then more recently, how he has become one of our editors for our corporate work and how he has developed into a sort of director of photography type role for our Mavericks episodes that we've been shooting. So thanks for coming on, Nick. Thank you, Taylor. Uh, Why don't you start out by kind of telling us where were you before you found Ladybird Studios? Kind of what were your interests? What kind of things were you looking for? And who were you in the film scene? Um, I would say, you know, just like a lot of us, I kind of fell into it. I think I've always had a passion for film, love movies, love video. Um, I love YouTube. And Basically, it was just a sort of thing where I was working in a screen printing shop, you know, printing T-shirts with my friends. Um, my friend owns a shop in North Austin, and I was just kind of like a lead uh, screen tech there, printing T-shirts every day and doing that sort of deal. Um, just nitty gritty factory work. And I, you know, I love doing that. I enjoy working in that sort of setting, but I also, you know, was starting to kind of like have some like realizations coming up, you know, 27, 28, like now's the time to buy, you know, I've always wanted to do work in film. I've always wanted to tell stories and be a director, be an editor, be a writer. So I was just kind of like, it's time. And then... I started looking, researching kind of like how, what, what path, you know, what journey can like lead me into that? How do I gain experience so that when I can finally get opportunities, I feel like I know what I'm doing. So, uh, a few cinematographer, really a few videographers that I look up to, uh, I, I think Wikipedia or like some bios somewhere, it said, uh, they started in weddings, you know, doing weddings, weddings, editing weddings. And I was like, that's something I've never done. I'd only ever, I had uh, done photography for like three weddings. And so I kind of knew what was going on, but not, definitely not what I know now. And that's just kind of, I think I started, that kind of put a spark in my head that seemed like a quick and easy opportunity to like start digging into it. And I basically just looked on Craigslist and it was like early on in Lady Bird's sort of lifestyle. And I think you had like maybe I had like hit him up once and uh, kind of got sidelined and then they needed more shooters because they were growing so fast. And that's when I got to come on and you were like studio managing, lead shooting. And I, you know, just kind of went from there and like just had a great time shooting like shooting weddings is so fun and like it hasn't really lost any sort of magic yet um it's super engaging and it it just keeps your skills sharp and it's definitely i mean i think like a year ago because it's basically been a year i guess coming up on two i know i I lose track of time (laughs) too (laughs) time is so fast uh but i guess yeah this will be this will be coming up on my second year and it's, you know, it's, it keeps your skills sharp. It makes you think about how to tell stories, how to shoot video, how to, you know, run and gun type scenarios and that type of thing. But yeah, that's kind of like what brought me to Lady Bird. Just kind of that knowing that I need to get experience and I need to get experience fast. And it was the quickest and easiest way to like jump on it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So then after you kind of been shooting weddings for a while, just a couple of months ago, um, we were talking about moving into the corporate space, trying to figure out what that looked like. And so Jordan brought you on to start learning editing. Yeah. So talk a little bit about kind of that and how you got started editing and how that has kind of 
shaped you? Well, I definitely, you know, in the beginning, I was still screen printing and shooting weddings, you know, I was doing weddings on the side. And then I kind of knew like, it's time to get out of screen printing and do, you know, I need to find a, a more serious job, like job in film, either if I was like a production assistant or a grip or doing some, you know, assisting with sound, you know, I've done that with you once or twice. And I just knew that I kind of needed to be doing it all the time. And I kind of just voiced it to Jordan. I voiced it to you because I knew you, you're the ear of Jordan. <laughs> and I voiced it to you. I was like, I'm leaving screen printing. I, if you guys ever need any sort of help, extra help shooting, if you ever need an, you know, help editing anything, I want to be like, kind of like the first one. And then kind of just was like, I think I got a call from Jordan the next day. I was like, hey, if you want to shoot um, this corporate gig I have up coming up in like a month or so, you're on and, um, you know, I want you to maybe like edit it as well. And that was just kind of the genesis of like, come on in and we'll, we'll start, we'll start seeing where, where you fit in this whole scenario. And that was just kind of what happened. It, it, I, sh we shot like a three day tech, um, sort of seminar and that kind of, that I mean, first time doing any of that, that was a, that was a wake up call about learning all that. And then, going into the editing room after that and just learning just learning final cut basically i had used premiere a little bit i uh, hadn't been on a mac in forever so there was a little bit of a learning curve about getting getting everything done but you started seeing that in those early in those early uh weeks just like okay this is how to put things together um i'm far from efficient yet but I, this is like how this is how the program works. This is how to find your footage. This is how to be organized, things like that. And those, you know, that kind of like that led me into to, to being an editor for kind of our other stuff. And then it was kind of like I want to do more stuff with Wedding Film Academy YouTube, and you know, with Film Mavs, he he had basically had Jordan had Film Mavs, you know. In his imagination, you know, when mm -hmm. I came in, he was like, I see this this thing of being a YouTube production studio type deal. Like, I want to, I can see it. And I was just like, okay, you want to make YouTube videos? All right, that's that's cool. And he kind of was like, I want to grow the channel. I, w I want us to be kind of like a, a be able to, to answer to like this kind of space of like, we need YouTube content as a business. Can you make us YouTube content? And I'm... And that's kind of we started we started coming up with ideas for the Wedding Film Academy YouTube channel, and we started doing that sort of deal. And that that's what kind of I mean I was just doing that for him. He was just kind of paying out of pocket. Like let's let's test like what we can do to make to make um, you know products video products for you know us, and then we'll kind of branch out and do it for other people. Yeah, that was a major stepping stone. Yeah. That was like a good chunk of time. Like, okay, everyone, imagine Nick and Jordan just running around our studio, pulling yeah. curtains, hanging string lights, like <laughs> propping cameras up on tables and spinning them around. Like, that was a really fun kind of experimental phase where you guys were just trying to generate creative content, yeah. get the YouTube channel going. Yeah. So Nick has been the one who has been editing all the Wedding Film Academy videos that are on our YouTube channel, which probably will not live on. And we have other ideas <laughs> totally for how to have video down. content. But it was definitely a great way to kind of start that learning process, figure out how do we make YouTube videos? How do we make them good? How do we make people want to watch them? So, And that was a great learning experience for you to be totally. able to kind of shoot and edit in a creative space. But there was like kind of not like a high stakes because it was just kind of for fun no stakes so yeah that was a great learning experience for yeah sure. i and i totally think of it as like a crash course type thing and i definitely in my mind i was like everything at the time was like oh my gosh like how are we gonna get like a thousand views like i wanted like all these crazy views because you know you watch youtube and you see these like stars and these educational spaces where they're doing these like you know they have a lot of they have a big audience and a big community and I think that's kind of worn off on me, like where I'm like less obsessed with the analytics and kind of everything like with that and just focused on how do I make this look good? 
you know, how do I, my whole thing, we had a friend come in who does some color grading for Jordan and he's interested in YouTube and that type type of thing. And he kind of gave us some pointers early on, just like content wise about think evergreen, think can somebody pick this video up in, uh, you know, two years, five years and watch it and it still be relevant. And that's kind of definitely informed everything since like, we only make videos now that fo- that that are can you watch this later and still gain something out of it and that's i mean that was a huge tip that's what i mean even now with film mavericks and the show mavericks like the way i'm constructing the conversations and everything it's like i want to have content that lasts that you can like watch this anytime you can you can watch like episodes of shark tank you know like yeah anytime and it's just like oh there's something relevant about business you know there's something relevant about investing and all that minus the drama or whatever the funny drama but it's just like that's totally i'm going off at a tangent but that's totally informed everything that we've done so far just those early days of like you know do we do vlog style like or what do we do vlog style do we do run and gun like and do we do in the studio do we only do it in the studio do we do tech tuesdays all the time and yeah, WFA is definitely fallen to the wayside right now just because we're so focused on Mavericks, but it's definitely far from done. We're just so focused on on making that show and doing shows. Sometimes you have to take a break and make money, but yeah, it's uh, definitely growing and we have a lot of ideas for the future of it. Um, Nick, I want to dial back for a second. Yeah. You talked about in kind of your very beginning of you learning editing, you filmed this conference. Mm-hmm. Now if I remember right, is this the one where you had pretty lengthy edits where you had to yeah. do like really, really long format videos and they had a bunch of different deliverables and are, are you still working on that? It, Cause I, I, I know there's been like one giant project that's been ongoing and yeah. it's been like those really long conferency type video edits. So talk a little bit about that and kind of how that has really, I feel like that was your first crash course because it was like having to do massive edits but not really too creative and like fancy just pretty straightforward so talk about that for a minute i mean coming from no experience in the corporate world um no experience in like how the process goes of making an edit sending it getting feedback redoing it how to communicate everything like it was such a crash course it it was the best way coming on at that point and getting that info like again has just like given me a path on how to work with clients in the future. It was so um, I mean, I'm technically I technically just wrapped that we shot it in early January. We te- we just wrapped it, we just finished the last um, like modules or whatever classes. Um, but it was basically, yeah, we were filming from. 9 a.m. to 4, you know, 4 p.m. And then basically taking that and making like a class out of it and putting like slides onto it. It was very basic and, you know, not no no artistry really, but being, you know, like efficient and quick. That was important. And it took me so much longer because it was my first project. And then there were some like also highlight videos of their days that they wanted as well that that was more fun and ba- and I mean I had one you know one vision in the beginning and then the very end product was like vastly different because yeah I just learning about being you know that sort of that web ready content about being fast quick edits um, you know only relevant content not, no fluff that was all a huge learning experience and just being in contact with clients about emailing that whole be- deal like being responsive getting feedback how to interpret feedback um basic stuff about you know if they wanted a quote uh you know that there were times when they were saying like oh can you find a better quote and that can be so subjective about what they want and just learning a better workflow about you know how do we get scripts to them they find what find they can read sort of the info and then tell you i want they can pick out a time code and be like i want this part and i want this part like things like that that you don't you don't even think about in the beginning because you've never done it i have all just like brought me to a new place of like how to be efficient with clients and 
how to edit quickly and efficiently to make a to get through a process quicker so they can get their final product quicker that was such a having that done you know basically six months later it's like okay like this probably took way longer than than jordan had budgeted for i mean i don't think he definitely didn't lose money on it but it was it was definitely a place of like oh man this is like this is such a wake-up call about how to how to in the future when we're working with clients how to like make this a less painful process yeah i think that's the most difficult part when you're doing corporate work like that where it's going to be very tailored to the client's needs and they want to go through several rounds of edits and approve things and get as nitty-gritty as to like be like at this time code can we have this and this and this like that's huge and I feel like that is where weddings and corporate kind of branch off is that client involvement like not that we don't make re-edits for weddings every once in a while there's you know we'll tweak a few things here and there but for the most part we're creating kind of a work of art that tells this beautiful story about their day. And for the most part, they're usually just, oh, love it, love it, love it. Like, good, good to go. Yeah. So that's a huge difference in corporate where, you know, they're wanting more of a like something tailored for their company. They're using it on their website. It's for their employees. So it does have to be more exact yeah. as far as their specifications. Totally. So you had to go through all of that and then you got to kind of be more free and creative with the wedding film academy videos and everything so now what are you doing how have those two like opposite style projects really geared you up for what you're doing now it's definitely brought us into a place of you know we when he when jordan came with the idea with mavericks that we've talked about before um it was like, okay, this is, I want to, I really want it to have its own feel. I don't want it to be too, like the concepts out there, like whatever it's been done, but I didn't want it. I wanted to have like a good energy to it and have its own language and like kind of people be engaged in watching the, the content. Real so, quick, just for our listeners, yeah. can you kind of give a, a overview of what our concept is from the Mavericks? Right. Mavericks is a show, a web series about um interviewing entrepreneur an entrepreneur and getting basically their story what they're doing and also kind of the future their plans their philosophy um about their market or their industry and there's also kind of like a side a side uh theme of we always like to pick them up in like a car like a cool car and it's basically so Jordan can drive a cool car. And that's like the only reason. It's fun to shoot. Like shooting cars is like really fun. Like at first I was like car. And now it's like cool. Like we're getting like Porsches and like sweet Land Rovers and like just really nice cars to like you you, you train. Again, it trains you. It's like a great like uh, it's a great training ground to do stuff. But yeah, so we pick them up in a nice car and then we drive them to we drive to a car like a location coffee shop film an interview and then send them away we always get a lot of b-roll of the location always a lot of b-roll of the car there's a drone aspect um oh there's gopros in the car we're we're doing a uh conversation in the car there's sound involved uh we bring lights with us you know to light the to light the conversation so it's like it's great and it's grown so much from the first episode. The first episode, it was just like we need to put them in front of a big window, big, nice, big natural light, busy coffee shop, people walking around in the background. Um, you know, it, it they still have that f- kind of organic feel, but it's definitely we're it, we're getting more controlled as we moved on. Production value has definitely been increasing yeah. as we've been learning literally episode to episode. Yeah, there's probably been like one major thing from each episode that we'll take away and be like okay for the next episode (laughs) now we know this yeah Um, so that's been really helpful so talk a little bit more about mavericks and kind of your role and like everything that kind of encompasses what you do with mavericks and your process kind of from start to finish on a shoot definitely the process is getting as much information from uh, from Sarah, our associate producer, as we can about the location, the time, the person. Uh, I think that's kind of crucial to get. And then just prepping gear. I mean, it, it sounds basic, but having all our gear on hand to 
uh, and making sure that we have everything so that when we get to location, we have backup batteries, we have all the cameras, we have everything we need to, um, you know, handle any situation, extension cords, any kind of thing that might come up, just prepping all that, getting that ready. And then kind of from there, it's just kind of like a run and gun document documentary shoot as far as like getting uh getting the car prepped shooting as much car stuff as we can meeting up with our guest getting some b-roll of the guest you know keeping that mental shot list i also have an actual shot list in my phone but keeping that that shot list going of like okay now we're walking to the car now we're walking away from the car now we're standing in front of the car that whole deal just we you want to you want to tell that story of like okay jordan's you know picking this person up and you know, doing all this, uh, you know, getting them and taking them to a place and uh, doing an interview. So you want to like tell that story in like a cool, concise way. And it's just, it's, as we've gone through it, it's definitely been a sort of like, oh, you, I've missed this shot, change that kind of like how you're saying. I mean, it's taken me to episode three to like really perfect my shot list about how to like adapt to like where we are and like what we're doing. I mean, every location is different. So it's just like, it's always like a new sort of thing. It's like going to a a wedding venue, you know, that you've never been to. It's just how, how, how am I going to do the toasts this time? How am I going to, how's the ceremony going to affect my angles this time? So, you know, in a cafe, in a restaurant, in a, it's kind of like coffee shop, you know, like it's always like a changing environment. So you kind of like have to be ready to like rock and roll with anything that might come along. Um, I think one of the other kind of like really interesting parts of the, of my job that's I'm when I'm, when we're filming the conversation, we run three cameras. Um, and then, you know, we, we run three cameras on tripods and then I'm on a fourth camera that's just kind of like tracking from the sides, finding different angles just to have like an interesting fourth angle to cut to. And then we drop that into a multicam and face uh, final cut. Uh, but with me being right there, I have to listen to the conversation. And I, I like hearing kind of being engaged in the conversation almost like what they're talking about. And as an audience member, what do I want to know? And when that conversation kind of comes to a lull and then Jordan will kind of be like, you got anything else? I can kind of pop in and ask kind of a follow-up question. Or I always kind of think, how how is this overall conversation part um, going to be cut down into basically 10 minutes? Because we film for an hour and then we basically break it down into that portion is about 9 to, nine to 12 minutes depending. And then, you know, the other conversation, the GoPros and the B-roll and all that, that's broken into it too. The show ends up being about 18 minutes long and we film for roughly two and a half hours. So it's a lot of cutting down and like a reductive sort of work of, as far as like you start with like a big timeline and then you break it down and into a fit like 15 minutes. So as I'm shooting, I'm always thinking about the edit. Like constantly I'm thinking how is this going to go from this to that, you know, and like, what do I need? What am I missing so that this doesn't look like, oh, uh, what, how did they get there? Or do I need that? Or is there another way to like tell that in a different way? So there's a lot of just like on your feet, thinking quick, uh, going through it. And, you know, Jordan definitely pops in with his ideas that like I take into consideration and usually use, um, you know, we worked with Marshall, our other shooter. He was awesome having on set, um, helping me get B-roll the other day. So there's just like, I think I've set kind of the the outline, the tone of the show about kind of like how we work B-roll in and everything. And now it's kind of like answering to that and like remembering to get these shots and these shots so that we can like form this sort of story. And then like technically, you know, getting everything correct like white balance exposure you know focus focus is big especially on a conversation when you look over on a camera and you can just tell it's like a hair out of focus so it's being being the editor for that has been probably i mean going from the first episode to the last like i'm now i'm like really excited to get into the edit and like mix it up because in the beginning it was definitely like what am i going to do like you just don't have a you don't have a skeleton or an outline at all about 
how this is all going to kind of fuse and come together. But now once that, that outline's fused or you kind of manifested this kind of like vision to like go through, it's much easier to like start making cuts and putting it all together. And I just, you can never, you can never discount being the editor shooter enough. And I love editing. I really do love editing. Um, I, in this, in this capacity, I mean, I really think that on set stuff, you know, like working on sets, like way more fun kind of thing, but you know, there's always room for an editor on, on the set as far as like, I don't know, break like taking in info, you know, how, you know how they do like the digital, the, you always got the person like dumping cards yeah. and like set, like kind of organizing footage and everything like mm-hmm. that's, a, you know, assistant editor, like that's an important Absolutely. thing too. Is running your business taking away from the time that you have to make better wedding films? Do you feel disorganized? What happens when a hot lead goes cold after your first email response? Do you have a system in place to stay in contact with them? Do you find yourself asking, where was that bride's phone number again? And have they paid their invoice or not? Which package do they get and what are their deliverables? How organized are your financial records when it comes to tax time? Wouldn't it be awesome if you could afford forty dollars or $50,000 to pay someone to take care of all this extra stuff for you? I've got an idea. How about you sign up for 17 Hats and pay just $300 a year to let their amazing online software take care of all of this for you? Before I got 17 Hats, I was buried in a sea of unorganized emails, spreadsheets, bank statements, receipts, sticky notes, Google Docs, and more. I was letting hot leaves go cold because I couldn't remember who to stay in contact with. I was spending weeks trying to get my tax records organized from my accountant. It was awful. And now I pay 17 hats, just $300 a year, and they do all of that for me. It's like having a full-time assistant working around the clock on your business, making sure that everything is organized, invoices are paid on time, and making you look like a real pro to your clients. And now, 17 hats is giving you an amazing offer. When you use the link at the top of our website, weddingfilmacademy.org, you'll get 15% off the list price, and it's a great way for you to help keep us making great content each week for you. If you want to learn more about 17 Hats, go back in the archives and listen to the podcast that we did with them. We actually got to chat with the CEO and one of the VPs of 17 Hats for an hour, so definitely go back and listen to that podcast as well if you want to learn more. Thanks a ton. Let's get back to the show. You're in a really unique position because for what we're doing on this web series, which is, you know, really small scale production, um, but you function as director, DP, running cameras on the actual set, but you're also kind of the writer because, you know, you're, you're very much in tune with the content and helping move along the story um, and you have influence on the questions and the answers and you're going to be the editor. So you know ahead of time kind of the rough line for how you want to craft the story. and But you at the same time have to have a good sense of improv because like you said, I loved your comparison to it being like a wedding day. Very much so. Even though we're planning these productions, we're still going to a new place every time with new people. Yeah. And we can prep the gear and be ready for anything, but we don't necessarily know what factors are going to be in place until we're there. And like, you're going to find shots at each interview that are different. Cause you're like, Oh, whoa, being at this location, I definitely got to get this angle. or I want to get these shots to help tell the story. Or you have to read the energy of the people that we're interviewing and be like, okay, they're more like this. No, they're much different than last week's client. You know, yeah. there's a lot of differences in these entrepreneurs. They've totally. all been amazing people to yeah. interview, but they've all been so different which has been both like a challenge and an exciting thing to work with because you get to like play off their energy each time. Yeah, it's that's my favorite part. I mean, working on this type of show is like meeting someone new and like hearing their story and like getting to like them being frank and open about their journey as an entrepreneur has been like so interesting. I mean, from... Fetty to Amber, Brandon, uh, and this guy we just did, Jason. We have one tomorrow. It's they all have such vastly different stories, and they're all very different in different portions of their careers and like their journey as well. So 
that is like kind of my the most compelling part. I mean, I do I, I like doing this because I like people and I like telling their stories. So, you know, being in this sort of realm is just like perfect. Um, you know, the the trickiest part I would say it that's been or the part that gives me kind of the most anxiety is getting the locations, you know? I think getting the locations right and have has been kind of like, oh, yeah, 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 how are we going to how are we going to get to this sort of how are we going to make this work, you know? Because I mean, we haven't really had a location that's been difficult like with us being there, but not not everyone is just like like super hyped that a small little production's there. So it's really, you know, getting all those open doors about like about, yeah, come back here and shoot everything you need. Like no worries. Like it's no big deal. That's been a little bit, you know, anxiety inducing, but nothing to the point that's been like, oh, it's been preventative of the production or like passing through. Like I might have to do a few like extra shots or something for this last like restaurant we did, but that's, you know, nothing too too crazy or anything like that it's it's a being able to adapt is so crucial and in if in telling the story that you want to tell and you know that like you need this shot to make this work and this shot to make this work so you have to adapt and you have to be willing to change and and think creatively about as you're getting stuff and i mean 100 percent falls back on doing weddings like we had a big, I mean, we all shot weddings for the last two weeks after being like slow for a while. And it didn't feel like, like I had been out of the game that long, you know, just it, just the same skills come back and just thinking about like, oh, like, okay, so I, the bride doesn't want me to take the dress out, you know, that's fine. Like, let's try to make this one little area in her bridal suite look, you know, popping. So things like that, like, oh, so the, the location's not letting us uh, shoot inside. How do we make this like little corner of this like veranda look nice because we can't shoot out to the lake because it's blown out like it's super sunny day. So how do we make like uh, the, the, the side of the restaurant look cool? It's, it's things like that that are just like your brain is never turned off and it's just problem solving constantly, which that's exactly what I like. I mean, that was why I wanted to kind of leave the, um, the screen printing was because you, you, you problem solve for like 10 minutes and then, or an hour usually to like set a job up. And then your brain's turned off because you're just kind of like printing t-shirts, you know, you just make sure that everything's running properly and that, and then you're just kind of done, you know? with with print or with um shooting and editing it's just like constantly like okay doing this i'm doing this all right does this line up is am i getting this shot you know everything that comes through your head as you're shooting is just it's it's a flow and now with the editing it's it's it it you feel like a writer you know you feel like you're you feel almost like you're doing collage because you you have all these elements or something like that. <laughs> you feel you have all these elements and words and speaking and voice and you're kind of like arranging them to tell this like concise line, you know, and it's but there's such a there's so many different ways to do it, like being clean and um, making everything flow properly, like. I think the biggest thing we brought Marshall on to edit one of the episodes and I had been doing all the editings for Mavericks. And at first I was like, yeah, I guess like, yeah, he can, he can have it. Like I, Marshall's a terrific editor. He's extremely talented. And um, I think he has like a lot of like skills that he doesn't even know he has. Cause he, or he might, he's just so humble. He's just like, yeah, I can do it. Yeah. He's been doing mad things with our wedding films I'm just, recently. Like, so blown away constantly like by what he's bringing to the game. Um but I was definitely like, okay, yeah, yeah, he can yeah, do you know, do an episode. That's cool. And but also I was like that's like these are like my babies a little bit and like I I just want to have control. And he came back like a pat he showed me a pass. He was like, "Hey, come you might come looking at this, tell me what you think." And I was just like floored. I was like, "This is better." Like you did what I wanted to do, but better. And it is such like a humbling experience because he took like what I've been trying to do and made it flow like really, really good. And 
I realize that like my style sometimes can be a little bit abrupt and like like a little punkish and kind of in your face. So I think I think kind of my him doing it he him doing it but in like a more like clean pop song type of way i was just like oh dude like and like it made me go back it made me go back in the editing room and rethink the episode that i had been working on and like change things and like how do i make this flow better to like tell a a cleaner story because i think that's i can't i don't want to get too like obscure and artsy and any like kind of techniques that i use it's like it needs to be kind of a it needs you you want to be able to watch it and it just be a good clean cool story and he just did that on this episode which and it was like a challenging episode it was like uh you know we were in a convertible and you know it was kind of an emotional episode there was a lot of emotional aspects you know so he, and he just i mean he just brought his a game to it and just killed it and i was just so impressed and it was like we all were kind of like laughing it was like oh this is good like this is like a good like back and forth like it's going to push the episodes so hard to like elevate them because we're both like want to do well you know you know um marshall is just like oh yeah like you want it to look like this okay i can do it like this and then that t- brings me and i do better so I think also what is just so great about our studio is that like none of us are like we're all together. So we're all here. We all get to like watch each other's work. Like we have two editors here that you guys both learn from each other. But we also have other people here that don't edit like me and Sarah and Jordan. Well, Jordan edits. But we can come in with that, you know, third eye and be like, oh, yeah, like, I like this. I think we can add this here and tweak that. And me having been on all the sets, you know, I'm not editing them, but I can watch y'all's, you know, cuts and say, oh, you know what? I think we should add in this tidbit that they said here because I was there having run sound. I have listened to the conversation in depth and like I've kind of grasped those, those key moments that I think really tell the story. So it's been fun to kind of, come in and watch and just suggest little tiny places where we can punch it up and really drive home the story. Um, So I think that's been really unique that also Marshall being, I mean, he has been on one of the sets, but for the most part he's removed. Yeah. So for you, it's amazing to have shot it, directed it. You know, you've been through the whole creative process and you get to edit it, but I think it's also beneficial for somebody else who's removed from it to get a chance to edit some of it or even assist you because they see it from a different perspective and to always have those different perspectives, I think is what has really just made us learn and grow so fast because we have this team. Yeah. I mean, I can't, I cannot stress how important it is to have like a collective sort of involvement in what we're doing. I mean, a hundred percent like getting i can't i can't work in a vacuum and have a product at the end of the day and think like oh this is like this is great like i have to have you look at it i have to have marshall look at it i need to have jordan i need to have sarah look at it because this is all um what will this is what makes it make sense you know this is what does this line make sense? Do, does the statistic that they use make sense? If I cut this part out, like you're crucial to have other people look at your work and kind of break it down and, and say, add this like, yeah, you totally, he had missed a, uh, like a total emotional kind of cue that she, that our guest had given and you remembered it like spot on and he, he brought it back easily. You know, he was like, Oh yeah, like, let me get that in. And who knows why he didn't put it in, but yeah, he, I mean, he added that perfect emotional cue and it was just like a crucial moment. It was like, great, you know, like, and yeah, cause you're hearing those conversations, like you can bring that to there. It's, it's having a team and a community, like it's really important to like, in what you're doing, especially in like in our show, like sort of capacity. And it's not like, it's never like these huge things, like where oh, like you should do this whole mix up thing or change up thing. Like it's just a, it's just respectful and taking criticism has been my biggest like learning process. Like I've never taken criticism very well and working in this kind of environment, the criticism comes so like in such a safe way that like, okay, like I know no one's out to get me. Like I know we're just trying to make the best product, 
Um, no one's trying to belittle me. Like all those like mental distortions, all you, all you solo shooters out there. It's like, you're just doing it for yourself. It's like, no one's out to get you. And I know that like art, art, I know that um, the artistry and auteurism of it all, it's like, this is my product. No one's changing it. That does come into our minds. But in, when you're making a product for a lot of people, there's got to have some, got to have some voices involved about like some different personalities about how it all comes together. It's been, it's been great. I mean, it's, I, I really do feel like it's my film school. You know, I think of it as that I'm getting like kind of paid to do film school. You yeah. Know? I mean, some of the like, coolest filmmakers i've seen and some of the ones i look up to are straight diy yep like they just got in with someone they just did a bunch of you know their own content to teach themselves Mm -hmm. i mean it's just it's so valuable to just get your hands in it Mm -hmm. and just do it no matter what it is like i would say like for those of you who who might be starting out or wondering kind of how can i like improve my skills even if i don't necessarily have paying clients just shoot things. Yeah. Like go out on a Saturday with your camera if you don't have a wedding or you don't have anything to do. Just film stuff. Yeah. Anything. Like it doesn't even have to be make sense. Like you don't even have to be like filming a video that's going to make any sense. Just get footage, go home, throw it in your computer, see it, what you can splice together. Yeah. yeah. Just learn, learn, learn and like always be like open to trying things because Big time. you're you're going to see how fast it will bleed into your work. Like, you you know, don't think like, oh, well, I don't have any clients for a few weeks. Great. You have a few weeks to do whatever you want, film whatever you want, and experiment. Yeah. That's like, I think the biggest thing that has helped us is like all the things. That's why we have a podcast for fun and we like to shoot YouTube videos for fun and we're making this web series right now for no profit whatsoever. (laughs) working on that but we're just like you know what how do we like really boost up our new company and stand out so that we can get those clients big time but it's like what can we do so that we can really get good at what we want to sell yeah and hopefully while we're doing that in turn we will attract clients yeah i mean that's the model you have to be what you want to like whatever you're seeking out you have to be that Mm -hmm. always big time so you you are a director you are a dp i mean jordan like <laughs> so early on was like you're the dp now i'm like i don't know anything <laughs> like i shouldn't be called the director of anything and he was like you just are you just say you are and you are like it all depends on what you do anyway so i mean you're you you don't know if you're a writer right you know i, I love that quote by like judd aptow it's like he's like Everyone always asks, like, what a producer does, you know? It's like, if you say you're a producer, you're a producer, you know? It's just that simple. Like, if you want to be something, just say you were, you are and then do it, you know? There is really no one, there's no one out there who's like, you're not a producer, you're not a, you're not a director, you're not a writer, you're not an editor. It's like, if you get Final Cut and you film your dog doing stuff, you know, walking around, you tell a story about your dog, that's an editor and a director, really. I mean, it's so... I I've just I hope I hope that I'm not talking to, to myself. It's like we get so caught up maybe like in our ego type thing of like, am I this? Am I that? You know, as artists, we're always like questioning our identity and sort of like, what what do we do? What what am I doing? What am I seeking? You know, what what where's my journey? And at, that can be distracting sometimes. It's so part of like what we do, but it can be distracting from like just do it. You know, just do it. There's no, there's no reason not to. And, uh, you know, if you have the time and you're in a place where you can do it, like always just try and experiment. I love experimenting. I love that you put that in there because it's so true. You know, experimenting is crucial in becoming better and figuring out your voice as a filmmaker and an artist. So it's so, and it's fun. It's really fun. It's so much fun. It's really fun. I think part of the thing about going into the corporate world And, you know, having if you're doing weddings or other types of creative film work, it can be a little intimidating. And also, like, you're not sure if you want it because corporate world seems so, like, dry and boring. And it seems very, like, you know, not you can think it's not very, well, how do I be creative? I'm shooting a conference or whatever, whatever. But I think that's the fun challenge. And I think that's what we're exploring with this new company, which is very much like Jordan always says, 
We're building the plane in flight. Yeah. I mean, we we've launched a company, but yeah. we are very much still shaping our own core values yeah. as we're working. And I think figuring out how to bring the creativity and storytelling into a corporate space yeah. and working with real business people mm-hmm. is a really fun challenge. Yeah, big time. And they don't know they they know they want they need video everyone know you know as business people and entrepreneurs they know they want video and need video but they don't really know like what am i what do i do like do i need to be talking to the camera do i like do you need to come film this should we be filming that and it's like there's so much space and room to and places to explore in that world that I'm really excited to like start shooting some stuff um, for some exciting things that we have, co- have coming up, uh, working with some entrepreneurs about like telling their story and telling the, sp- the story of their business because there's so much, so many different ways, you know? Yeah. There'll, yeah. There will be some like real technical things about like, you know, marketing stance about, um, you know, how to do things online. So yeah, you might be doing some like uh, some screen caps and some things like that, but it's also like how do you take that and put it in with some like maybe some interesting motion graphics and like telling their stories, finding engaging uh, people to like who's part of their company to like how do you how do you sew that in to make something interesting and and do it you know often because with YouTube and online you need to have video kind of like coming out often. So I'm I'm really excited. Like it's gonna be an interesting sort of journey to like dig into. And I mean, Jordan had a pretty interesting meeting the other day. It was just like, okay, we're like getting closer and closer to like kind of like executing on some of these ideas that it's like, okay, we're, we're going to be in an interesting place right now and, and bringing more editors on and, and expanding our team. Like I love, I mean, it's just, we are constantly thinking about the future, you know, like that's probably one of our core, the core values here at Film Mavs and Ladybird. It's just like constantly thinking about new kits, new editors, you know, more teams, more leads, like it's, it's exciting, you know? Yeah. I think at this point, you know, with multiple companies and so many different types of work that we've done and so many different people with different talents, I think, you know, it's like, oh, we could, we could do all of these things. There's all, all, all kinds of work and and videos and content we could do, but then taking a second to step back and being like, wait, Okay, but what are we really passionate about? Because we could make videos all day long, any kind of videos. We know we're good at making videos. Yeah. But like, what is it that really drives us? Yeah. Why do we even want to do this? Yeah. And I think, you know, having a relationship with these clients, entrepreneurs, business people, whoever it may be, it's like we want to have that relationship. We want to know their story because we want that to inform everything we do with them. It's like, Yes, there will be times we're just going to create very straightforward videos for you, but we want to have an understanding of you as a person yeah. and the story of your company so we can have that overall creative vision for you yeah. and when necessary, recommend things that we think are going to enhance your company. Totally. Like we want to be involved at that level yeah. and not ever be too removed we're just like oh hey got another client we're just gonna bang out a video and then yeah. send them on their way like yeah we don't just like as much as we won't work we don't just want to like bang out a bunch of jobs that don't mean anything to yeah. us i think that's and early on that kind of took me the longest to like kind of get on board with just because i didn't understand exactly what the capacity of everything is we could have you know it's like well, yeah let's just do some interviews let's just shoot some interviews like everybody everybody needs interviews they're all you know it, i see all my all my uh, grip friends and uh dp friends out there on instagram they're always posting you know videos of them doing interviews for whatever you know like, there's so many businesses but it's like interviewing show or interview episodes or jobs are just a such a small fraction and they really only do scratch the surface they are such one-time things like if you want if you want to create meaningful content where your client's going to continue to come back to you you have to get under the surface you have to get into what they're actually doing why they're doing i mean we're 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 developing content with them you know they know what they want they have a vision and it's really kind of extracting the vision and going in on it you know going deeper on it and then weaving it into a sort of 
storyline of, okay, so this next episode, how does that tie into the vision? You know, how does this tie into that? Because that's what people care about. People, people care, don't buy it. He said, I can't remember somebody said it. He said, don't buy, they don't buy the product. They buy the person selling the product. You know, you sell yourself before you sell the thing. And so taking that and then put working that into kind of each video is i think that's like a really strong model as far as like what we do absolutely you know? so as we wrap this up nick is there any other little tidbits of advice or nick wisdom you'd like to impart on our listeners uh not none you know i would never give anybody advice but all i would say is i would give my the advice i want to give myself always is keep working keep making if you really do enjoy doing it make videos you know just make work constantly and and find your voice um i will watch anybody's i I love watching videographers think like personal stuff because i always feel like it is such a you know a um reflection of who they really are and that's just the best to me you know when i can see like oh this is like even if it's even if in my mind it's like oh it's, you know their you know their white balance is off like oh this is a little dry i still love that you know i love the imperfections uh, the whole bit i just there are people out here other people out there like me who will always are always love watching y'all's anyone's work so just do and don't don't think about other what you know other videographers are gonna say or think about it if it's negative just do it you know and find that voice find your voice Find your voice. Thank you so much, Nick, for coming on today. And if you want to keep up with our Mavericks web series, you can basically just stay on our website, filmmavericks.com. That's where we're going to be posting new episodes pretty soon. We've had the pilot episode out for a bit, and we've got quite a few others that are almost ready to go. So stay tuned for that. And we've also got some new exciting things coming this fall. Wedding Film Academy is going to be changing a little bit, so stay tuned, folks, and we will see you next week. The Wedding Film Academy podcast is produced by Taylor Juarez. If you found this episode helpful, be sure to subscribe so you never miss a show and help us out by leaving a five-star review on iTunes. And when you're done, head on over to WeddingFilmAcademy.org to chat with our other wedding filmmakers like yourself in the comments section. Until next time, keep making movie magic.